Diane, I'm listening to a podcast, Black Lodge Trivia Night. I've never heard so many game aspirations in my life. Tonight I can especially be your first night, first mate. That just sounds goddamn sexy. <laughs> See, Matt's not here. This is the stuff. No, that... we can be we can be as <laughs> gnarly and nasty. Like dad's away, so we can yeah. have fun tonight. Yeah. So. so yeah, so, you know, again, everyone, welcome to Black Lodge Trivia Night. Uh, as you can see, we are down a mat. Um, you know, we've had some 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 under the weather going on in his household. And uh, secondarily, Wait. we wish everybody the best. Primarily, we question his loyalty. Yeah, I mean, you know, if you can't dip your toes in the lobster pot enough, <laughs> like, if you can't stand the heat of the lobster pot, then get out of the boil. So. Right. <laughs> What are you having today? You having some lime water today, sir? Uh, it's, it's always uh, – <laughs> so even before we get to the trivia question, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get to the treat yourself. What, yes, do you, what, what pampering do you have going on? Anything going on with you right now? Well, I've got my, I've got my vest, my Hugh Hefner on, my nice. Hugh Hefner special. And they didn't have, they didn't have Papa Pilar sherry cask. So okay. I'm just drinking regular Papa Pilar tonight. Very nice. And um, I feel like we have to save the, the candles and the cucumber slices for the, the no, no, actual no, like, sessions. Oh, you got a candle. No, it's, it is not lit in no, honor no, of, yeah. in, in solidarity with Matt not being yeah. here today. So. I have to stop being such a basic bitch and get on some candle action. I'm that's a confusing statement, but yes, I need to be a basic bitch and get on the, yes. Now we're Is talking. That it? Okay. There I we think go. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's like boo season, so you need to get some falling leaves and some, uh, you know, what other flavors of candle tobacco and sage bush. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Sounds you know? very armpitty. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I say that I have a we have a sage candle not okay mm. wow I'm gonna see now all of the Wiccans just got involved we, we have a <laughs> we have a sage candle but it's like like Italian garden or whatever but it's mostly okay. sage nice so. very nice and sage is the one that dispels the spirits yeah so my house has been spirit free since 2018 too so just like my Mara. I can't do no. Hey baby, that's not true. She doesn't watch. Um Yeah, so I, I, I will tease this before we get to the meat of the show. I might have some candles en route. They might be here for the next official session. We'll have to see. Are they are they sent from hell candles? I'm gonna hold I think they're still on a break. But yeah, I was gonna say I when 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 you guys talked about that they were on a break, I sort of pulled back a little bit and uh, tried to find something else. But, uh, but well, hopefully I can debut them in the next uh, the next Otari or whatever whatever is next week. I think yeah. I mean, since we finished, I mean, we're in this kind of weird holding pattern it's right now, aren't we? Yeah, because yeah. like you know we've got Otari, but mm -hmm. we don't have we don't have the third seat filled right now. So <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I, I want to just don't need tons of detail because this is going on the internet, but how are you holding up? You, you're you in a little bit. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, baby. Baby is should be here. Whatever. We're, we're down to two weeks, so it's, All right. you know, and there's our second sponsor for the night. Trojan condom. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> crotch candles. Uh, crotch candles. No, no, we're very excited. Nice. Um, but you must be like in like go bag prep. 
Windows. Yeah, no, I was actually getting my go bag ready tonight nice. before we before we got we're Very going. Nice. So yeah, my wife. We can edit that out uh, or not. Yeah, uh, my wife and the baby's go bag are ready to go and already in the car and the the nice. you know all of the 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 car seat and everything. I was about to ask to the car seat. Yeah, yeah. I need to take it to the fire station this weekend mm-hmm. to have them jiggle. Yep. Uh, and yeah. make sure you know insult my my <laughs> install skills. But is this is tight as you can get it, <laughs> sir. We don't, sir. We don't know if we can trust you with the baby. You know, why don't you take your wife home one of these can these calendars with all of these buff firemen on it? She obviously could use it. So uh, I'll, I'll say this: <laughs> one of the thoughts my wife and I had leaving the hospital is, "Oh my god, I can't believe they're letting us leave." <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're we're very close to to feeling that because yeah. i don't i think everybody feels this way and we're gonna mm, totally mm-hmm. jump the shark here you know i feel like in my head you know the voice that's patrick you know the voices right. that i hear in my head right um <laughs> you know it's still that same like 16 like it stopped yeah. growing at 16 mm-hmm. and it's like okay well i'm still like 16 or 17 in my head yeah and it's like wait now this i have another little human that's yeah it's terrifying yeah it's exciting but terrifying and I'll, I'll tell you i don't know if it means i'm developmentally stunted but that that part doesn't change like in my head okay, i'm good, still good. the way i was when i was like like 18 beginning yeah. of college yep uh, it just and, stops right there I'm, yeah i keep waiting for like for the the day that it's gonna flip over and i'll be like i need to throw out like my band t-shirts and i need to get like no. suspenders like and, and, and start right. talking about stocks and Roth IRAs. Like, well, I mean, why not both is where it, cause even like my, true. yeah, true. even my father, when he, he was like 72, he's like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I know when I look in the mirror, I'm 72, but when I'm yep. doing shit, I feel exactly the same mentally as I did. Uh, That's so, yeah, it's so bizarre. Like, yeah. like I wonder it this feels like a, anyway that's a that's a that's a soft (laughs) uh, software and a hardware issue there somewhere it didn't sync up but yeah um yeah well oh anyway well i'm I'm glad to hear all that and uh yeah it's a exciting yeah it's fun yeah i'm 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 ready you know i'm ready to be i'm ready to be poor and sleep deprived so that's yeah yeah it's, but i mean uh, so basically just exactly the same as i am now <laughs> nice nice yeah, so. all right are you ready for some trivia i am i am i wish i had are you more are, i i know you know this is sort of you, you jumped on some twin peaks bef- before this mm-hmm. are you a hardcore trekkie i do like trek okay I so trek i guy. probably should have came up with, because there will be trek but i came up with a question yeah. for twin peaks all right. And uh, I don't know if this is hard or easy, but I'm probably going to get it wrong either way. So, yes, let's That's go. That's okay. Uh, here we go. I don't know if you know, but Laura Palmer was found murdered in oh the opening my God. two minutes of the show. I know. Spoiler alert. Shit. As part okay. of the forensic investigation into her body, part of the autopsy, mm-hmm. they pulled a letter out from one of her fingernails. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what that letter was? I have a Q stuck in my head. I don't think it's a Q, but that's my final guess. Okay. Uh, unfortunately, that's not correct. The letter okay. was the letter R. Okay. I was and in the ballpark. 
Yeah, yeah, you, it was right that part of the the alphabet. Yeah. And then this is a bonus question that's more just for kicks. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. for the listeners, you can sort of shout the answer out into your uh, wind, windscreen. The letters, there's multiple letters that get found under multiple victims' names. Mm-hmm. Every victim, even the one... Um, the one that didn't die. I, I feel like they pulled one oh, out. You know uh, who I mean, because she was found yep. with Laura. Um, they all have a letter placed under their fingernail, and those mm-hmm. letters spell out a word. If you had to guess what that word is, what would you guess? Well, there's an R in it. So I can tell you it starts with an R. I'll give you that. I don't know. I'll guess Ramsey. That's, that's what I'll guess. Um, not a bad guess. Uh, the correct answer is Robert because okay. the killer is Bob. Fair enough. So I, I, you know, it's sort of a simplistic thing, but it's kind of a fun little, fun little yeah. hook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so yeah, there we go. Oh, I still need my, got my notes here. Nope. I need a little bit of that. So yeah. So what we're going to do tonight, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're down a mat, unfortunately. So hopefully everybody's yep. feeling better soon. Um, so we're going to bookhouse boys it. Uh, and this bookhouse boys, is going to be a book that I've pulled off the shelf. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. book is something I think I've mentioned a few times, you know, in passing, probably it comes up when we're discussing things we've run or our mm-hmm. past gaming. And that book is Deus Volt. Uh, I guess no, I got to hold it back here from Mongoose nice. Pud- Publishing. Uh, Mongoose Publishing is better known for they Traveler. Uh, Traveler. Yep. They're the current. Yeah. yeah. And they yeah. do a fantastic job with Traveler. 2300 AD they brought back, which actually is near and dear to my heart. I'm so glad they didn't just stick with Traveler. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also might do. Do they do basic role playing? They might do BRP. I think so. Yes. And so a number of years ago, it's 2023. So one of my things I jotted down here in 20 in 2006, Mongoose through sort of like this weird licensing agreement with some company mm-hmm. got the chance to publish a version of RuneQuest. Yep. Now RuneQuest is something you've played. Um, so yes. some of this might sound familiar because you, you've experienced that system. Now it's currently with uh chaosium, I think, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So as part of that, you know, they, they publish their own RuneQuest, and I think people start to say like, Hey, let's, let's get that right back because that's kind of an old school, big time game. Yep. So Mongoose Publishing loses the the chance to to do um, uh, RuneQuest, but they still want to have that kind of system in their in their library. So they come up with something called Legend. Mm. So the Legend system is very much a RuneQuest derivative. It's you know it probably strips out certain things like um, is there something to do with elements in Yes. Yeah. So there's different different ru- runes for RuneQuest. Okay. And then I don't yeah, get I think it. There's, yeah, I don't either. Um, our friend Dave is is throwing the. He's not listening, but he's throwing things at the at the windshield right now. Um, like there's six runes, and then like the magic system is based off the runes. Okay, and it's very complicated. So I played a fighter. So. <laughs> Smart move. Um, yeah, all of that is obviously not in Legend, but a lot of other parallels exist. You know, it's like three d six for your stats. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, um, you know, your skill, is this true in RuneQuest where like your athletic skill, you know, starts as like your strength plus dex, that kind of thing to get a baseline for your, I d- character creation was a really long time ago. So okay. I, I think, I don't think so, but don't quote me on that. Okay. Yeah. So, so I don't want to make this too much about legend because what I really want to talk about is day is Vault, which is mm-hmm. a setting developed for the legend system. But 
Yeah, the the stats are, you know, strength, con, size, intelligence, power, dex, charisma. Mm-hmm. You determine those stats by like rolling 3d6 or if you want to do a 3d6, uh, 4d6, subtract a load. You do whatever you want. Um, yes. Wow. All of that sounds like D&D 5th edition. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, you know, some of the things that I really like about the base system, I've never played RuneQuest, so this is sort of my, mm-hmm. uh, it has hit locations, which is something I'm a big yep. fan of. Me too. Um, armor does not help you determine hits. It just subtracts damage. Correct. Yes. Something I'm a big fan of. Mm -hmm. Um, it's got hero points, which is a pretty typical, you know, mechanic to give you a chance to reroll. Um, I don't know if RuneQuest has something like that, but it's, it's called something else, but it's, but it's got something, some, uh, something, some parallel brass, brass balls or something. (laughs) Right. Benny's. Yeah. <laughs> yes, RuneQuest. You've heard it here. They call them bennies. Yep. Uh, and then basically, you know, I'm trying to think if this is something here. Um, and then I believe the one thing that really jumped out at me with Legend that I, I think it's Legend. Give me. Let me just reach down here. I got to take my headphones off. This is where Art plays with himself on camera for at least 30 seconds. So we're having a great time. Oh, he's back. <laughs> so part of the problem is that when I started running Days Volt, I started with Legend, but then I quickly went to Mithras because that's currently in print and better supported. Yep. So I mm-hmm. might be overlapping certain things here. But uh, one of the things that I – is a really stupid little thing, but in my mind, it's Legend and or Mithras has the best way to determine initiative. And it's just the simple little thing because – what you do is you average your, uh, in this case, it would be your dexterity mm-hmm. and your intelligence. Okay. You get an average of that, and then you add a D10, right? And it's the only okay. time I've ever seen a system where being smart could help you, you in a faster. fight. Uh, yeah, That's... because you're not necessarily being faster, but you're being smarter about it, right? Right. Interesting. I like that. Yes, and it's the only system – it might not be the only system. It's the only system I've encountered that had that little thing. And so every time I see a system where like like, uh, like GURPS has a speed, it's just a hard-coded. When we played Call of right. Cthulhu recently, it was your dexterity. Yep. There's nothing for a smart person to be able to sort of outthink and sort of chess your opponent a little bit. Sure, sure. So, again, a little detail. It doesn't matter. But it's something that instantly, you know, said, wow, that's a really nice touch. Um so that's sort of the legend. Legend, you know, sort of went out of print. And I honestly believe that some of the people working on RuneQuest editions, when they were losing their license, just developed Mithras. Um, yeah, probably. I really like this system. We're going to end up doing it for our uh, British spy game. It's based on nice. Mithras. Yeah. Okay. So you'll right. get a chance to get bored with that D100 system in the pretty near future. I do love a D100 system. <laughs> so Nice. All right. So... Having said that, we're going to now get into the meat of the matter. So Deus Volt comes out. Uh, it's not – it is published by Mongoose. I think you can still actually buy some of the books in in hardcover. Uh, uh-huh. And you can get a few others in PDF form only. Uh, I am I'm, – I'm, I'm checking you on it. And yes, you can, in fact, still buy Deus Volt on Mongoose Publishing. That's it. We can pack it up. We have actually yes. found something that's still <laughs> in print to review. Uh, so. we, did we do it wrong? I think so. Just go ahead and shut it down. Like, Wait, you guys did index card RPG last time. We did, and we played Call of Cthulhu and Pathfinder, which are all right. very much in print. So I feel like we were, we should just start the whole podcast over. 
I think, um, you know, guys, welcome to Star Trek Lower Deck. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, the uh, truth boy. is out there. A podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. All right. So brought to you. Yeah. Sorry, what were you about to say? I was gonna, I was gonna make an X Files joke, but we're we're here yeah, now. So. Let's go for it. I, I love the X Files. No, 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 I can't be put on the spot now. Oh, keep, okay. Keep going, keep going. Um, so yeah, so Deus Vault. Uh, there's two core books: the Sacrados Custos Training Guide. That's the the player's mm-hmm. handbook, and nice. then there is the Game Master's Story Guide. Love now, it. what this is is primarily it is a setting right it it adapts rules to make the setting work the 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 gm guide has enough rules in it i don't know if it has all the rules you need to play i think you do actually have to have legend legend can be gotten for like a buck on drive through rpg it's super cheap if you just want the uh pdf um but let me tell you about the setting because the setting is what instantly grabbed my attention the setting is 13th century monks in Love it. Catholic Church, mm-hmm. who are a specially ordained group, much like the Templars, you might say, were specially ordained by the the Pope to have extra, extra powers. Yeah, yeah, and they are tasked with basically keeping the world safe from evil and i say like capital e evil meaning sure, sure. Sat- satanism witchcraft it's the things that are are not true mm-hmm. made true um mm-hmm. and it does sort of base it loosely on actual stuff I, I think they take some pretty big liberties with it sure but what's really <laughs> what can be really fun is that the monks themselves can be like a mission impossible team yeah so you can get you don't have to play it this way, but the things are there for you guys to have like, you know, Q inspired devices of the time. And they sort of wrap the whole thing in trappings of religious artifacts or, you know, legends of that time in a way that I find is really convincing because it makes it feel like a, like a consistent whole, right? It doesn't feel like, you know, just a, hodgepodge of stuff glued together it feels like a cohesive cohesive time you're not getting an exploding pen that's just been re re flavored as a exploding quill right like (laughs) right yeah it's it's actual interesting religious quasi religious things that they've turned into items which is really cool yeah so like one thing for instance that i've always enjoyed and i might be but it's the uh, combat. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm saying it correctly. It's the combat thurible. Now the thurible is a thing that like a priest will walk down the aisle mm-hmm. swinging and has like the smoke coming out of it. Yeah. So you know they have a combat thurible. You know, so stuff like that. You know, and they have like you know special goggles that help you see evil presence. They sure. You know, and and then the whole thing is wrapped around the idea that there's this conspiracy that evil exists. You have to fight it. Mm-hmm. But you can't let the flock know it's there. And there's even like a prayer that's said in in the book as part of the character thing that sort of explains the uh, the the ethos of of, sure. of the order, which is the group yeah. of monks that the characters play, where it literally says something like it's better to let like a thousand people die than to have one person, you know, know the truth. Know so about us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it takes a it's it takes a very hard kind of grim dark line on how you treat common folk 
mm-hmm. in the face of this presence, in, in the face of this evil, because I guess in a way, if you think about it, like, you know, they're, they're, the thinking at the time might be, well, you're, if you're good, you're going to go to heaven. So it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a reward for the sacrifice that you're making. Right. Like, right. Thanks. Right. Thanks guys. Yep. <laughs> exactly. And I don't want to, I, I don't want to make any comments about religion. This, this sure, sure. game in, involves it, but, but you know, Hey, you know, whatever, but so it's, it's like getting all of the cool stuff from Hellboy, but just with mm. in a medieval setting or medieval yes. X Files or Men in Black, right? That's perfect. Yeah, and so so instead of being aliens and X Files, it's going to be evil demons, you know, demons, yeah. you know, hell hellhounds, you know, things sure. like that. Um, things that go bump in the night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the 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 idea is when you when you create a character basically what you do is you sort of like i said you use the legend system to create the character it's not that important you know it's 3d6 whatever you can that's not the point of this but the idea is that you um <laughs> you are initiated at mont saint michel yep. mont saint michel is a you know a lot of people know this some people might not it's a real place you can go yep. look up pictures of it it's this I was about to say it'll be here on your screen will, will super superimpose well, Mont Saint Michel. Yeah, it's it's a stunning uh, architectural achievement. It's basically this walled fortress that stands just uh, like when the tide is out. It's surrounded by water. Mm-hmm. When the tide comes in, I think there's like a path you can get to. And now they probably paved a road over it. But I think the road still gets. My grandparents just visited not too long oh, ago. I think okay. the road actually gets covered still. Okay, like. Yeah, it's it's it can it is still an island most of the time. Got it. Okay, so it's 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 a really evocative location to sort of, and for me at least, to really yeah. get the juices going. And so you know the 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 Sacrados Custos training guide, the player's guide. You know, it spends a lot of time. You know, you know, translating some of the legend systems and rules into a more like you know, church kind of thing, yeah. you know, like things like, you know, contacts, backgrounds, things like that. Training specialties. There's basically like, I think five things you can go into and there's sort of your classes. One's called the custodian of arms. One's the custodian of secrets, mm-hmm. the mortification of the body, the mortification of the mind, the mortification of the soul and the custodian of words. So like the custodian of arms, you can imagine is like your fighter. Yep. The custodian of secrets, you know, seems to be a little more focused on, Sleight of so, hand, stealth. Is it ro- roguish? Very much so. Uh, the mortification of the body. Um, it's your healers, right? Your clerics and that kind of thing-ish? Kind of. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it, they have... Um, honestly, weirdly enough, you can also get a little down and dirty on boating with these guys. I don't know why, but... Yeah, it's got, like, athletics, brawn, resilience, so they, you know, they can resist. Um, so maybe it's more like they can take a beating, take a punishment okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who that would translate to in a D and D thing, but then the mortification of the mind, it's sort of weird there. They could be more of a, um, you can get into uh, courtesy uh, mm-hmm. commerce. So they might be a little bit more of a front facing face kind right. of character. They're the, 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 yeah. The, the front of the, of the party. They right? could, yeah. Yeah. Then there's the mortification of the soul, which. Maybe that was, was because I spoiler alert, I've played this with art uh, mm-hmm. in kind of a different, light we'll get yeah. into that but <laughs> yeah so it might but, not be a one-to-one yeah but I, that's what i'm I'm playing a uh uh mortician of the soul so okay and i might and, have made that a little bit more 
so in, in this book, it's like art, courtesy, culture. I might have made it a slightly more bardish. I, think I know mine you is do just very bardish things. Yeah, because yeah. I know you play the bagpipes as part of your power. They do. Um, they yeah. do. Uh, so yeah, and then you know, like there's community of faith. You know, so you can get your contacts. Uh, there's like you know, wondrous devices which involve, mm-hmm. like I was saying, like uh, there's things called like a a you know a spyglass, which mm-hmm. these days is just old Blase. crap. Yeah. yeah, but back then, like uh, there's a one of the it, one of my all-time favorite books is a book called the name of the rose okay and it's a murder mystery that i absolutely love that is basically this exact setting you know it's a monastery uh-huh. in like the 13th century or whatever and the main character you know part of the thing that makes everybody go ooh and ah about him is that he has a pair of glasses oh, but nice. of course back then you know uh, once, unheard of right? right right but he he knew like a you know a middle eastern grinder that was able to make lenses in a certain sure. way so it's sort of the the his his myth mythic status is that he has something that we can take for granted yeah. um so there's things like that but there's also things like like a brazen head which you know can give you answers to to questions that you ask or uh you know the, so there are things that that can give you sort of like like i was saying like q-like devices that give yeah. you special powers uh you know relics you know I'm I'm kind of a low magic, kind of low fantasy kind of guy. Um, but if the magic involves relics and mm-hmm. prayers and alchemy, I can buy into it a lot more. Yep. Um, so this game does that too. It, it, you know, like Saints Finger Bones. The Order has a number of these relics. Each bone is from the body of a saint and mm-hmm. it can be worn around your neck and it can give you a little bonus. There's the blood of St. Januarius uh, that gives you other bonuses. So like it sort of incorporates like real... It's it cross it it covers both of those bases where it's like mm-hmm. these are cool things you can use in a game setting, but it's also got that really cool historical flavor that I think all of us like, right? Like yes. it's it's cool to tie stuff in like that. Yeah, yeah, and I think all of us. That's a broad generalization. I was about to say all of us is in like our friend group. Yeah, we were right. all about that. Like, right? You know, I think uh, I've always been. I'll, I'll ask you, I've always been sort of fascinated by sort of the Templar conspiracy kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, yeah. how do you feel? Well, my favorite and pretty much the only video game series that I still keep up with at all regularly is, uh, is Assassin's Creed. Like mm. that first one in 2007. It's been a while. Was, yeah. yeah. Was like just opened Open my eyes to the horizon. <laughs> and I don't know how much of the Assassin's Creed game stuff you did, but it's it's assassins versus the Holy Templar Order, basically. Spoilers. Yeah. Um, yes. And it's it's just that whole conspiracy of how they control the it's it's all very good and I'm 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 all, I'm all for it. So yeah, yeah, I mean I enjoy an entertaining conspiracy anyway, but yep. this particular kind of conspiracy is mwah. so yeah. Uh, so that's so the Templars are part of the setting because obviously they would be, but um, and you can use them as a conspiracy. So and, and so you know again, I I feel like I'm not so part of the character creation process that I do mm-hmm. is there's something called uh, the trials, and then mm-hmm. it's the trials. Uh, yeah, it's something mentioned in the book. So every every new initiate. in order to become a fully fledged member of the order has to experience a trial Mm -hmm. and the trial is something that takes you literally to your limit and if you can survive it 
and pass, you become a member of the order. And it's not guaranteed that everyone survives this trial. And so one of the things that I like to do that is not necessarily, you know, decreed, but I like to give my player characters a chance. Like, do you want to invent your trial Mm -hmm. and give them a chance to sort of, and and I don't remember if you did. I did. Yeah. Okay. So I played just for the, for the three listeners at home, I played (laughs) a, an Irish guy uh, or a Gaelic guy. And he, uh, he had to suffer the bites of seven snakes uh, from different parts of the world, representing the different, seven deadly sins of course so that's right i now that you refresh my memory yeah Yeah. and i thought that was a great one and i love that kind of flavor Mm -hmm. because i feel like doing that sort of helps get the player thinking gets them more engaged yeah in that way right like yeah yeah. so but the basic idea is yeah you, you create a character the character has just been initiated into the order the order is this super monk group that's here to protect the world. So that's kind of the the basic gist of it. And then you get to the game master guide, which I'm not going to, I don't want to spoil too much, but what the game master guide does, it provides you with, you know, tips on how to run days volt. Uh, it talks about Mont Saint Michel. And the reason why that's important is like, it gives you, I'll show you, like it gives you a little picture nice. and it gives you like, a, it gives you a couple of maps but it also breaks down all of the personalities in Mont Saint Michel. Now, okay. because I, I've run Days Volt twice, the first group, Mont Saint Michel, if I haven't mentioned, it's off the coast of France. So Days Volt is meant to be France. French. Yeah, it's France first, at least. You can go other places, but um, it's meant to take place in. But I decided, nah, I'm going to do England. Because mm-hmm. I did France with the first group, and your group is in England, so correct. We didn't do as much with Mont Saint Michel as my first group did, but it, it gives you like like a quick biography of all the the big players at Mont Saint Michel, and it gives you little things about what's going on, what's going on. Mm-hmm. So right off the bat, it's sort of setting things up like, hey, there's things going on in behind the scenes that your players are not going to know. Okay. There are things going on behind the scenes with this guy who's connected to the Vatican and he's mm-hmm. located in Italy and they've stashed this guy away in Germany and he's a little crazy and he does this. So it's giving you all these different types of things and it really does. And it mentions the person in England, like she's running the something in, in London, Londonium. Right. Right. And so and it gives you little tricks about what's all going on. And then it gives you like, hey, here's some of the evil groups, like uh, sorcerer groups, uh, you know, which which I'm, I'm not phrasing well, but groups of witches, you know, and it gives you little stories sure. about them. Um, in the one we're playing right now. Was it like the Brotherhood of Tuscany or something like that? It was like, yes, that that is our 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 villain group. Right. And so what I thought might be interesting because I was sort of reading through it, like, okay, what motivates them? Mm -hmm. What's their connection to this group or that group? And then it sort of suddenly made me think, well, what, why would they be in England? Right. Mm -hmm. And so you start to, it it really lends itself in my mind to sort of a, a puzzle box conspiracy kind of thing. What's going on behind the scenes based on how it presents the information. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, I think it's you it's been conv- 
you're doing a great job with that. And we're, oh, I I'm, appreciate that. I'm, I'm sad that we're winding that down. Um, and I'm really sad that I think I'm probably going to miss the finale of that because I'll be there's a chance on, on baby duty. Wow. You, you've gotten most of the finale done, still, done. but there's little yeah. mop ups that could still happen, I guess. Oh man, my bagpipes! Just make sure, <laughs> make sure somebody make sure somebody good uses them, uh, or that they, you know, I don't know. I, it, it anyway. Yeah, like I, I, it's been really cool as you pulled back the curtain on that, and we've seen and dealt with this conspiracy thing. Like I want to play more of it. Like, and mm-hmm. that's always yeah. the that's always the yardstick for a good RPG. Is oh man, like the bad guy ran off into the woods. Like mm-hmm. I really want to go chase him down, and like. <laughs> Let's, you know, let's part right. two is electric boogaloo in Tuscany. Like, let's go. And right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So at least for how my brain works, the stuff that it puts into the text to sort of spark ideas really clicks with me. Mm-hmm. And I okay. think it's because I'm so drawn to that sort of Templar conspiracy, the name of the rose. The other book is, uh, Foucault's Pendulum. Basically, there's two books by this author named Umberto Eco. One is The Name of the Rose, which, for my mm-hmm. money, is the best murder mystery I've ever read, but okay. 99% of the people who read it think it's boring as shit. Adding it to my Goodreads. You should, everybody I feel like should try it, but there's a chunk yeah. in the middle that is just like, oh my God, for a lot of people. Um, but unfortunately, so, uh, you know, I was mentioning my father earlier. He was like, yeah, when I got to the ending, I was like, wait, that's it? And I'm like, yeah, the reason why that's it is because the middle part that everybody goes, oh, my God, is what yeah. makes it not be, oh, that's it. You know, so it's that kind yeah. of. And then his other book is called Foucault's Pendulum. And okay. it's just like the most mind grain inducing conspiracy book. You're just like, this is the most dense yeah. thing I've ever read. But it's <laughs> it's all about. See, now I mean. I need to look up is that that one too now. You you should at least look because it's it's intensely dense for some people it's going to be like oh my god. But if it's if it's your thing, it's crazy. <laughs> and it's I it's, love it. It's it's a little, and so anyway, so because those are things that I really like, Days Volt really really clicks on that level. And um so yeah, I I I'm, I apologize. I'm not very organized. I think Matt's no, no, really we, organized, but I'm all over the place. This is how this is how it was for index card RPG. Like, oh, it's okay. Cool. We're 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 rocking and rolling. Okay. Um, um, so, what what sets this system apart in your mind? Uh, there art like walk me through like a social encounter and walk me through a combat encounter and how they're different from say you know our our usual yardstick of D and D five e like right. So in my mind, what and again, this is when I might start mixing systems up because I've played this more in Mithras than in Legend. But sure, sure. So for me, what I really like is that. Um, so I'll start with a combat encounter. A combat sure. encounter, you know, like I said, it has that really interesting twist on determining initiative mm-hmm. that I really get into. It has an interesting thing called combat styles, which I haven't encountered in anything else besides Legend slash Mithras, where you don't necessarily have combat skills. You sort of have like sort of this catch all little heading, like uh, street urchin might be your combat style. And you can then mean I'm really good with a dagger and Mm -hmm. a slingshot, you know, and you sort of tailor it to what it is and it covers both. Gotcha. Okay. I found that a little clumsy myself because then I could never wrap my head around it, but that's sort of how they do it. 
and then the basic idea is that you again I'm more this is definitely more mythracy. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a certain number of action points, which is a number derived on based on certain stats. You can get two, you okay. can get three, depending on how your stats are. And then you start spending those action points to do things. So like and it's not like you spend two actions to fart, three actions to like lift your arm. Sure. It's not it's not GURPS. Like right. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's you're spending more in line with like Pathfinder where, okay, you've got three actions and you yes. can do, you know, this action costs two to do or, mm-hmm. you know, to attack, it costs you one action just as right. a basic thing. So it's, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. In this one, everything you do is always one. Okay. So you get basically three chances to go in a turn and that sort of economy can, you know, cause an NPC might only have two, but you have three. So if you play it mm-hmm. right, you'll get the last move or you'll get the last sure. chance to do something. Um, that's that's what I was going to ask is do mm-hmm. the, do the baddies get the same number? Are they using the same kind of system or. Yeah. Usually the way things are simplified. And again, this is leaning a lot more Mithras is that you just say sure. give them two. Okay. Uh, it just makes the math simpler, but it, what it also does is it often means that there are going to be certain PCs that have three and, mm-hmm. you know, can do a little bit extra. And then you basically, other things that I like about these systems is it's it's positional. So it matters which way you're facing. It matters, oh. Mithras especially, it matters if the enemy is on your shield arm, if you want to get that tactical. Oh, wow. Okay, that's so, detailed. Yeah, it can be that detailed. Um, but I find that it's not crazy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, it can be sure. manageable. And then sort of the real heart of the system is something like special actions. So... When you roll to attack, it's it's always a a um, you're, you're comparing, right? It's a, it's an opposed right. roll. So you roll your attack, the enemy rolls his attack, so to speak. Sure, his active defense or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and then you're comparing levels of success. So you can succeed or critically succeed. You can gotcha. fail or critically fail. Just like in Call of Cthulhu, if I'd actually read the rules. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, these are all probably BRP, basic role playing based. Yeah. So you you make those comparisons, and so if you have one level of success, like if you succeed, they fail. That's one level of success. Mm-hmm. If you critically succeed and they fail, that's two levels of two. success. And so you would get a number of special actions, uh, depending on how many levels of success you get, one for each level of success. Okay. And these can be things like, you know, bypass armor, you know, mm-hmm. disarm, you know. And so it can sort of add some flair to the combat as well as speed it up. Okay. You know, you can like do a knockout blow kind of thing. So I think the idea is you're meant to not beat each other to death until you run out of hit points. Like right. D&D. You're meant yeah. – oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm, yeah. I'm, so I think you're meant to – succeed in a comparative fashion and then use that to create openings and exploit them. Gotcha. Uh, the, the main drawback I've found at least with Mithras legends, not as bad mm-hmm. is the number of special actions can be a little unwieldy so that unless you really internalize them, you're going to be sitting there going like, okay, what do I want to do? Flip. Yeah. So it's a system that rewards a group of three to five people who are all bought into the system and yes. say, okay, this is what we're going to play. Yeah. And I imagine that's the kind of guys that you're going to have or, and gals, whatever mm-hmm. playing, you know, that are like, okay, we want to play this super medieval conspiracy X files in men right. in black. And we're all, this is what we're going to, this is our game that we play every month or every two weeks. And yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's going to reward that. 
and we'll get to this you know, like a little later on, maybe near the end. Mm-hmm. The number one reason why I converted Days Vault to Savage Worlds was to get away from those special actions. Yeah. Because I had players it was one uh, a couple times i had players say like you know what i just i don't care enough to figure out the special action just keep going yeah and as soon as that's, that's a shame yeah as soon as that happened i was like yeah and uh, and it just so happened to be around the time i was discovering that savage worlds is awesome yeah yeah and it's i it's so awesome that i carry around my core rule book with me at all times nice are you getting so, the fifth printing no no okay no, I am. I'll get a. I'll get a PDF of it if I need it. Yeah, I'm, and just have it for reference. Yeah, yeah, right. But, um, eh. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. So what I'll say is like you know, it gives you like a little bit of every single person in the in Mont Saint Michel. How many, oh, how yeah. many pages of that is there in for Mont Saint Michel? Uh, so the people it might be like twenty. That's pretty good for a little book like that because I imagine there's yeah. what about a hundred pages in there. Uh, the the game master's guide might be like one sixty. Yeah, to have um, twenty to have twenty pages to have an eighth of that dedicated to just personalities in one place. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, and and like I said, you know, they give you little pictures, uh-huh. they give you little bios, they tell you how to play them if need be. Yep. Um, and you know, here is Talis, the preceptor of London, the person that you. Hey, I know her. her. Yeah. Yep. And so it it really gives you a chance, you know, it gives you the structure of the church. Um, mm-hmm. It you know gives you a little background about the Inquisition and how it could tie into the Deus Vault setting. You know, it gives you, like I said, some some witchcraft groups, some sorcerer groups. It gives you everything you need to get started. But for me, what was really great is that it gave me like you know a, a foothold in, and then I started adding and adding right. and trying to come up with stuff. Uh, there's other books in the series that can fill that in if you don't want to do that work. There's like Shadow Societies, you know. Mm-hmm. There's um, sanctuaries, which are different places around the world that are what you could imagine. Oh, that's can can you give me give me the give me your three favorites out of that? I imagine you've read that cover to cover. Uh, I have. So let me see. There's the they actually only have uh, three sanctuaries: Cairo, Cologne, and Trove. Where's Trove? Trove. I might be saying that wrong. T R O V E S. Um, but so, and what they do is they give you little adventures for each uh-huh. of these. Cairo uh, sounds really interesting. That sounds really cool to me. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, they also have like a, a campaign called, you know, I, I never say this word, right. It's Ruin. 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 Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's a French city. And then there's also one in PDF that takes you to the Holy land. Ooh. Um, and I think, I don't think it starts there, but I think it, it builds it's there. there. Yeah. So there's there's plenty of materials if you don't want to make up your own. But for me, what I do and what I did for me, this is my Dungeons and Dragons. Right. This is the exact kind of fantasy, like almost exact kind of fantasy I'd like to run. So like not fantasy. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. very low magic, but it, you know, re flavors the magic into religion, yep. miracles, you know, things like no, that. No, it's. It's really cool, and I like the. I love the setting, and this is getting me all horned up for it again. <laughs> and especially too, because it, I'm coming at it from a different side. I haven't read these two books that you recommended. I'm definitely going to read them uh, because I'm almost done with uh, Cold Moon over Babylon. Thanks, Matt. Great recommendation. Mm. Uh, but and I'm looking for something to read. But the, you know, just like I said earlier, my my 
formative years of gaming and RPGs and everything were around Assassin's Creed and that kind of right. thing, which was the same time period, the same secret society stuff. Like yeah. it's, it's, a, it's hitting all the right buttons for me. So yeah, yeah. I'm really sad that I'm going to, now you're just, you're just <laughs> making me sad that I'm going to miss the finale. Like I know that it's just buttoning up and you know, right. Oh no, like, you well, know, but... we'll have to do it again. And what I find myself doing is when I read another system or another adventure, yep. specifically adventures, I'm like, oh, you know, this would be really working day as fault. And yeah. so what I ended up doing is like, you know, the adventure you guys are currently running through, mm-hmm. I took from the system Shadows of the Demon Lord. Oh, nice. Because okay. I read this and I was like, I'm curious about Shadows of the Demon Lord, but this would make a great day as fault yeah. adventure. And you just, you know, and for me, it's easy to convert because I'm converting whatever the stuff mm-hmm. is into the real world, right? It's So, uh, bouncing off of that, do mm-hmm. you, would you consider Deus Volt to be like your home system? Like, is that where you're most comfortable? Like, that's when you, because you say you read something, you say, oh, that'll go into Deus Volt. Yes. Like, so this is, this is where you live, right? This, yeah, and, and yes, yeah, so this is the okay. setting that um, it's easiest for me to picture, it's easiest for me to spin okay. up ideas in, and it's the system that got me back into GMing as an adult. Okay, gotcha. uh, And it's because I, you know, I, was just, I love this idea so much. Mm-hmm. So currently on the Black Cloud Trivia Night channel, you may see some videos up of me playing Darklands from back oh. in the early nineties. Darklands is kind of the setting as well. And it's something that's been formative in my sure. thinking of what I like in, in gaming. And so when I decided like, Hey, you know what? I'm ready to put on my big point pants and give GMing another try. Mm-hmm. I was like, how can I run Darklands as a role-playing game? Cause it's something I'm so, I knew I'd be excited to do it. Right. Right. And I, I did a lot of research and maybe it was faulty research or incomplete, but mm-hmm. I, came across Days Vault and I was like, that's it. Okay. And so I don't know if it's one of those you always remember your first, even, you know, or if it's sure. because the draw was so strong that I was gonna naturally think of that anyway, even if I didn't have a system to put it in. And gotcha. I know like um what's the uh, uh what's the vampire stuff? Masquerade. Yeah, so that company makes Dark Ages Inqui- Dark Ages. Dark Ages yep. Inquisition, uh which is like a lot more of a I think like a darky, darker, edgier kind of version of. Isn't. Never mind. I'll I'll ask you. <laughs> I'll I'll put it in the chat. Okay. Uh, so I, I think Dark Ages Inquisition is one version, and it's by the company that does like Vampire, and then there's also from the Call of Cthulhu folks, uh, Cthulhu Dark Ages. So that that is something that caught my interest big time. And I was like, Ooh, I want to run that. Right. So it's probably very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, so I I think I would have found something eventually. Sure. And days, but what I did appreciate about days vault was that it really leans into it. it, (laughs) Let's, let's get to the savage world part of this. Yeah. It, It lends itself to being a lot more fun yeah. You know, I think that's what I was trying to get at with Dark Ages Inquisition, where it's, you know, I'm reading, yeah, it could be, you know, a little heavier on the, you know, trying to be grim and edgy and 
Yeah. You know, and whatever See, that, you want to interpret edgy to mean. It, there's a, yeah, I get you. There's, there's an edge. Like, like I love Warhammer and Warhammer 40 K like, but right. that's, that's just grim dark to be grim dark for grim dark's sake. Like <laughs> it's, it just pushes it. Like here's the line. And it's just, we're a hundred miles right. ahead of that line. Like it's just, it's, yeah. it, it doesn't even take itself seriously anymore. And it's, but then there's, <laughs> Then there's the super gritty, like, you know, did you ever see this Into the Spider-Verse movie? The animated the one? first one I did, the yeah. The first one. Yeah. So, you know, Nicolas Cage's character, Spider-Noir? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's, that's like, there's that level of grimdark, right. like, where it takes itself super seriously, and it's just, like, it gets a little <laughs> much. And it, yeah. Yeah. So, don't, don't be Spider-Noir for RPGs, everybody. Right. <laughs> and so, yeah, like, I, I, like, I think once I started stumbling across these other things, I think had I not discovered Days of Old, I probably would have landed on Cthulhu Dark Ages. Okay. And I got to say, if you ever run that, like, rock hard, I'm in. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the, 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 the next one for me might be Weird War, uh, the, you know, Savage Worlds. Reich. Oh, no, would well, it be? Oh, so, I mean, of course, when I come back, Eat the Reich is going right. to be it's it's near and dear to my heart I am <laughs> yeah. so I, I salivate every time i see another kickstarter update like i'm so ready right. uh no but the uh there's a game series called weird wars in savage mm. worlds mm-hmm. and there's weird war one which i have run multiple times and is fantastic you know great war but cthulhu you know conspiracy theory ish you know right. league of extraordinary gentlemen kind of stuff yes and then weird war 2 and then you go back to like weird war rome and weird oh. war i think there's a medieval one too and it's mm-hmm. dark age cthulhu basically but with a savage world spin to it yes so, yeah yeah so as i said you know you guys the version you're playing is what i consider my final version of Deus vault mm-hmm. um and that is when i converted it from the original legend i've you know first tweaked it to get it running in mithras because mithras had vtt support where legend did not and that was essential to me getting this off the ground uh days vault is also the one where i discovered foundry so there's a lot of like you know a lot of firsts yeah yeah yeah. and so but then finally but there's some things that just felt like a weird fit like you have these like weird devices you have sort of these Mm -hmm. cool and then they even describe as like yeah you can run it as a mystery you can run it as a conspiracy you could run it as james bond the monks yeah and as soon as I saw that, I was like, that feels Savage Worldy. That's, that's yeah. 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 And so Savage Worlds, it was so, again, maybe it's because I love Days Vault. It was so easy to bring it over. And yeah. I think that's a credit to Savage Worlds. But just like finding um, one-to-one sort of things mm-hmm. to represent, oh, like the St. Januarius's blood. Oh, that could be this. It was just yeah. so easy to pull over. It, that's yeah it's, look, I, this, this, go ahead i'm sorry i just want to say like do you feel like it kept the flavor oh absolutely okay yeah, that's what i want absolutely. yeah yeah i was gonna say this is we're not gonna turn this into reviewing savage worlds because we want matt to be here for that yes um, and it is my favorite system and deadland you know if deus volt for you is deadlands from or yeah deadlands yeah. for me so yes. like and it's just I've run so much stuff just converted over to Savage Worlds. Yeah. Just like I've run Star Wars games. I've run World War II games. I've run 
sword and sorcery. Like it just everything that you want to do is just that's why every time we look at the shelf, like, oh, what do you want to play? I'm like, <laughs> well, I can I've got a bunch of these other games that are I could read about and learn right. how to play or <laughs> we could just play <laughs> yeah. Savage Worlds. Like and Good job, Pinnacle. I know you guys are listening. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're one of our 34 subscribers. So thank you very yeah. much, Pinnacle. Yeah. I will say, yeah. And so once I, and because like I said, you know, I, I don't want this, you know, Bookhouse Boys to be about Days Vault, the rule system behind sure. it. It's the spirit of the setting and, you know, what that setting can evoke. And for me, the perfect pairing, even though it took a little bit of work, was once I got it over to Savage Worlds because then everything it, it felt weird in like sort of a a D one hundred system that could get mm-hmm. pretty granular to have like these gonzo devices. Yeah. And it it felt and so like it, it it turns a lot of those gonzo devices into like bonuses and stuff like that. Where I feel like Savage Worlds can turn some of those gonzo devices into actual powers, spells yep. Um, what do they call their perks? Is it perks? Yeah, it's perks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's different, uh, I know we're embarrassing it's, ourselves that we don't know this well, thing. Just... But, but it, yeah, sort of like the, like the, the beneficial traits you can take, you know, I know GURP sort of has this, uh, edges, edges. That's what the, yes, edges. yes. Edges. Thank you. So you can, so it lets you have sort of more flexibility, how you convert these Gonzo devices into gameplay. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And, and I, I know that Mongoose currently has the rights to it. I wish it was still more actively developed because, you know, legend is not actively developed. Yeah. And I, I I do wish they could start to separate the, the setting from the rules a little bit to make it possible. Make a five E edition, you know, get paid, Um, make a savage worlds edition, you know, have fun, you know? And so, Notice how we kept those two things separate, everybody. <laughs> Fun and pay. Anyway, <laughs> exactly. we'll get our we'll get our cease and desist here in a sec. Yeah, Pinkertons. Just yeah, Pinkertons knocked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, it's a. Uh, I think that's fantastic. I mean, who, like, of all the people to call, like call Pinkertons. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm. I, I'm so glad that we live in the 1920s where you can have, you can have union busting goons show up anyway. That's I'll let me get moon punks off the, off the uh, shelf over here and we'll do a review of that. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So it was just, um, so I just want to say like, you know, once I got it into the savage world setting, it was, it's when it finally felt like, here we go. It's finally done. Yeah. And, um, and it's been a joy to play. It's always, it's been some of my favorite campaigns to run. And I say like the first one that I did, you know, I did in sort of Mithras, which is like almost the native rule set. And sure. the, Close enough anyway. yeah. And, and the game master story guide has this really nice little starter adventure in the back of the book. Mm-hmm. And when I read that, because I love the setting so much, I just started having all these ideas. And so I ended up expanding that little intro adventure into what I thought was like a really fun time that set up hooks and established this and had, you know, little conspiracies going on and like, Oh, she's doing weird stuff and you don't quite know why yet. And, you know, it was just an absolute pleasure to dive into. And part of me wishes I had, 
that Savage Worlds mentality right from the start. I think we would have had so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, again, I can't say it enough that I have had an absolute blast with, and I've only caught the Savage Worlds part of Deus Fold. Like I am, I am very, I'm very sad that I'm missing the end of it. Yeah. I'm very excited for when you run that Cairo adventure for me and Matt here <laughs> on, uh, on this channel. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that definitely needs to happen. Just so you know. Uh, uh, no, I will tell you, like, it's the one I will always happily, like, like you were saying with you and deadlines, it's the one like, oh, you guys are feeling that I can, I can definitely come up with something. Yeah, I can, we can, you know, I can always whip out a Donner dinner party scenario and, <laughs> and let's, yeah. let's go. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so, okay. So I've gushed like a fangirl the whole time, but that was expected. Sure. You are a player and it was sort of your first, did it sort of. Did I set any expectations coming to meet them? Was it something you were actually curious about where you're just like, yeah, hell, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Well, I mean, on the other places that you can find me, you know, I'm I'm the game slut, right? Like, I'll play whatever, anywhere. <laughs> right, and that's true. So, but I had wanted to take part. Actually, to be perfectly honest, I'd wanted to play in an art game. Uh, at the time, mm, we weren't doing, you. we weren't doing, yeah, you're welcome dick um <laughs> we weren't playing in black lodge trivia night yet and i'm like oh art's running a game and i've been trying to get through all of the, the gms that we that we know and i'm like i want to play in a game that art's running um and so the opening popped up and i'm like okay well i'm gonna play in that and the amount of prep and everything that you did for it has been was fantastic and a good time and again i was going to be suckered in no matter what because i like the medieval setting i like the fact that it's all conspiracy ish you know so it's it was it was twisting my nipples just as much as everybody else just <laughs> like, like i was i was really excited for it and you know then i get to be a, a bagpipe playing crazy gaelic guy you know with a mace like Sign me the fuck up, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so did it live up to all that? Yes. Okay. And did it Because you guys were the guinea pigs, did it work in Savage World so far? Yes. I would say, and I think this is just a Patrick preference, I don't know if I would play the same type of character again. Like, the more games I play, the more that I find myself just, if I'm not... I, I want to be more directly impacting the action. Like I'm, I'm I don't want to be a support character. Like I don't want to be right, a, a, right. Ca a caster in the back lines. Like give me some heavy armor. Let me go smash some stuff or a loincloth and let me go smash some stuff. And, and you know, just be that big dumb guy in the front lines. Right. And so playing the support character. And again, this is not a knock on you. This is or savage worlds or the setting. It's just a, the way I tooled my character up. And I think, I think old Padraig has done okay. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, he's had his moment to shine, you know, free bird bagpipes was good. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, to, and you know, whatever distracting everybody saying that the plague was coming is, is a good time, but it's, it's yes, it has checked all the boxes. I have had a great time with it. You know, being able to explore the setting has been, really fun especially because we're all history nerds in you know deep right, down inside right. and it's like okay cool i get to walk around you know i'll never walk around medieval england as a person so being able to do this is is cool right so 
yeah, it's it's been an experience and I'm happy to have been a part of it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. It's been a blast, obviously, for me. And kind of the thing I'm starting to realize about Deus Volt is that you don't you may not actually need Deus Volt to run a sure. mystery in the 13th century. Right. But I will say that Deus Volt, you know, brings to it because, like I said, you know, there's Call of, uh, Cthulhu Dark Ages and Dark Age Inquisition. They're They're very similar. It's like evil devil monsters, you know, invade Europe. But I will say that Deus Volt has a little bit of a lightness to it that I thought made the conspiracies fun. It's not trying to right. It's sure. not trying to be like dark eyeshadow goth, you know. No, it's it's not. It's not. Again, it doesn't take itself seriously. Yeah, and yeah. Like in a great do- way. To, to it does to a point, right? right? Like there's it doesn't cross the line though, and it's it's a very hard line to define and talk about but it yeah it's a it's a good time so i will say the one thing that running days vault in savage worlds was really one of the great things about it was that it showed me i wasn't sure how savage worlds would handle an investigation Mm -hmm. and i thought it handled it great yeah i would agree with that i mean we we really only got into combat what of i think about six or eight sessions like we fought two or three of them. Like, yeah. Barely any. And, yeah. Yeah. And it's, and we had a great time every, every night. Like, so yeah, yeah. It, it, it did, it, it did very well. And part of that, it, you know, I think it's a credit to the players. I mean, you guys make it fun. Right. Um, but I don't talk, think like, Oh, sorry. Talk, talk a little more. Yeah. Talk. Yeah. I mean, the players are just, Oh man. Oh, like just you don't, so good. just a, combination of just excellence you rarely see these handsome days. and girth like and that's yeah like 85 bears kind of you know what i'm talking oh. about but yes. um yeah it but it showed me because you know i i have like realms of cthulhu i have deadlands sure. noir and i was like but does it work you know because it's meant to be gonzo right i kept hearing the word gonzo every time i thought of savage worlds and i don't think that what we've been doing has necessarily been gonzo no i, I mean don't think, it, i mean it 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 can get that way. Yes. The climax was like, okay, yeah, sure. It's going the, nuts here. But the individual, like what we were doing, like, yes, the characters. I don't know. I, I never, I haven't thought of it that way. Right. Like, I don't think that the characters ever had a moment where they felt, you know, we weren't cleaving through a hundred zombies in, right, a, in right. a session. Like, we were able to, you know, if we had people go down and get hurt and, and nobody felt overpowered. Like when you say Gonzo, that's what I think. Nobody, nobody felt like they were supermen, right? Like it's, yeah. I mean, they were heroes. They're heroes, obviously in a, in a B movie, but B plus movie, but, uh, (laughs) right, right, right. (laughs) But, but you know, it's, it's, they're not, they're not plowing through, red shirts i guess right 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 yeah so all right well i don't know is there anything i feel like i've sort of droned on and on in a discombobulated way for long enough is there anything you wanted to we've had diary of the mouth for about an hour now so no nice it's 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 been good man how many uh we'll do the little wrap-up uh yeah yeah i can take take us out how many how many thumbs do you give it uh so obviously it's it's 12 thumbs up it's definitely a damn fine cup of coffee Yep. Um, it's, it's, or is it a slice of apple pie? I don't know what no, it is. We, it's a slice wait. of apple pie, right? 
Oh God, Matt's not here to correct us. I know the the adults not in the room. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no! But whatever think, it is, think, it's the good one. I think both. Like it's a cup of coffee and a yeah, slice of pie for me. Like, yeah, it definitely. Yeah. It's it's one of the best for me, and I think it's at least worth checking out. Uh, it's over at Mongoose yeah. Publishing. I'll try and link to it in, in the description. But otherwise, you know, Patrick, I really appreciate this. Um, it was really fun for me because I love it so much to just have a reason to talk about it over and over and over. Yep. But uh, otherwise, yeah, we're going to let get out of here. Um, we're Black Loud Trivia Night. Uh, we have our YouTube channel here where you can watch all of our actual plays. We've got some video game stuff and we've got Bookhouse Boys and Damn Fine Coffee. Uh, if you don't want... The video portion of that, if you want audio versions of the actual plays and Bookhouse Boys and Damn Fine Coffees, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, follow us on Twitter, Blue Sky. We're at Black Lodge RPG. And uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. Hopefully everybody's feeling well on Matt's end. And um, we'll probably be back with some Otari pretty soon. I was about to say Otari. And then after Baby, we'll probably have some Star Trek adventures coming out. That would be great. Yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah. And you and you and Matt are going to do some spooky season stuff, I think. So that's the hope. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we haven't we haven't planned it out too too well. But it is. We are a quarter of the way through October almost. So better get on it. Yeah. Fellas, everybody. Take care and take care, uh, Patrick. This was a great chat with you. Good time as always, man. Take care. Take care. I'm black.